show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Caldwell. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Caldwell. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kalbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's, I don't even know what day it is. Oh, it's a Monday. It's uh, August 26, 2019. And ladies and gentlemen, we may cut out a little bit here and there, but don't sweat it. Uh, This week, uh, I am on a cruise. Uh, We are doing the show from the ship. I am uh, doing some a little bit of speaking and uh, and business. In front of me are two screens with about a thousand stocks up. I'm watching the market as we're pre-taping. Uh, right now it's uh, let's see, 12:51 Eastern Time. It is 6:51 where I'm at. Uh, and I felt today we really wanted to do the show. So here's our schedule this week. Today we're doing a show. We're pre-taping way before the market closed, but we have lots to talk about. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, we will do the show. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, you will get our two-part our two-part uh, bear market uh, shows that we pre-taped. Uh, we put together uh, two shows that basically talk about how a bull market uh, turns into a bear market. Uh, we go through how things work, how things look, how people react. You name it, we simply cover it. That's the bottom line with what we're going to try and do. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy it. We'd rather do it showing charts, but what we will also do is we're going to put together a how do I put this a bear market webcast for you. On top of that, so we'll let you know when. But we want to take that two part, move it into a webcast, so you can do charts as we move forward. So again, it may change depending on how crazy things are. But as of now, you got me pre-taping today. Tomorrow I will probably be doing the show at. Um, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Not 100% certainty just yet, but we will uh, uh, gladly let you know. Well, you'll know when you hear the show tomorrow. So, um, how do I put this? You know, I've been rough on uh, politicians. I've been rough on this president. And uh, the reason we're starting this right now, by the way, again, we're on a cruise ship, so if we cut in and out, uh, we're doing this for you. Since July 31st, we don't even actually we don't have to even go back further than that. Uh, but since July 31st, uh, it's been on the crazy side of the markets. Since July 31st, uh, on that day, the Dow, the S&P, the Nasdaq, and the Nasdaq 100 were just a little bit off their highs. Now, albeit, notice the word albeit, big word from us. The internals were not very good with those. Big cap indices at the highs. We've been telling you about the small caps for a whole year. We've been talking to you about the mid caps for the whole year, transports, uh, commodities, oils, biotechs, uh, but no longer Amgen as they had some big news in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, a whole host of areas. The financials have not been keeping up, uh, especially the regional banks. Um, and then that day, the president changed his mind again. And... Um, We have to give him crap for that because the president is the president of the United States. He's the head honcho, top dog, big cheese. You know, I can change my mind in my office and offices. Uh, Small and big business 
can change their minds every now and then. Even bigger business can change their mind every now and then. As the President of the United States, you really can't. You can't. Why? You have the number one, the largest economy in the world. And you're doing deals with China, the number two economy in the world. All businesses, small, medium, large, extra large, major corporations, are dependent on a few things. First and foremost, certainty. And it is not arguable that for the past 15 months, this president has changed his stance twice a month, sometimes more, on vital parts of the economy. You can't go from tariffs to no tariffs 15 times. You can't propose tariffs to happen in four weeks and then two weeks later get rid of them and then three weeks later put them back on. You're dealing with real world. You're dealing with real world. Businesses, small, midsize, large, extra large, gargantuan, and he is. So on July 31st, he changed his stance again. He went and put on 10% tariffs on everything. This was a complete change from the G20 meeting just weeks before, where he said, we're good, we're moving forward, which was a complete change before the G20 meeting where we're putting tariffs on, which was a complete change from the month before, which was a complete change from three weeks. You get my point. So he puts on these 10% tariffs. And it's a holy crap moment by all these businesses. And then a week later, changes his stance again. Instead of all products, he's going to leave off some very important consumer products to save the consumer during the Christmas season. But he's been telling us tariffs don't affect the consumer. So he was caught in one of his lies. Cudlow caught in one of his lies. So when I'm asked, Gary... What, you don't like the press? I couldn't care less about him personally. I'm not going to Mar-a-Lago for uh, holiday dinners. I'm not in the tank. I couldn't care less about Obama. I couldn't care less about Bush. Just remember, these people are rentals. They rent the position. Four to eight years. Their job is to create certainty. Their job is to not lie to the American people. It should not be very hard. So we got to give it to him. Now we fast forward. Markets get hit. In the last two to three weeks, the markets have touched long-term support. And every time they touch long-term support, we get other news. Oh, better this, better that, better this, better that. And then last week, late, we get another hit, and the market drops 600 points on Friday. And we head into the weekend with the big four indices at major support. Up next, we'll do some markets and a lot more thoughts on this. I'm Gary, 
This is the one only investor's edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Coldbaum, your host. Uh, and again, we are pre-taping the show. It's 1 p.m. Eastern time where I'm at. It's 7 p.m. We are on a, a ship, a uh, cruise ship. We're doing the show for you guys because we thought it's important today. Tomorrow we will be doing the show also. We'll be pre-taping later in the day, so towards the close of the market. Wednesday and Thursday, unless the market has some real craziness, we will be playing the two parts, uh, bull markets into bear markets special that I put together in the last week. We're not saying we're going into a bear market. Uh, we're just outlining it for you just in case. Friday will be Adam. Uh, again, if we... If you go in and out a little bit, it's because we're doing this on a cruise ship, uh, and uh, you never know what you're going to get, but I'm, I'm hearing we're, we're coming in pretty decently. So on Friday, we get from the president, and, I, and I'm not making this up. I'm ordering business not to do with business with China. And I'm thinking to myself, is this Bernie Sanders? Is this Elizabeth Warren? President Trump is ordering business not to do business with China, and he and he came out. Uh, um, he talked about some emergency act or something. Over the weekend, futures dropped between five hundred and a thousand points. Now, I didn't see the thousand points, but from some reputable people, I found out that's what they where they were. But then they settled in uh, because the president's at the G seven, and it was mostly down over the weekend, three hundred points. And then we hear the backtrack. We hear the backtrack. Oh, the president didn't mean that. Even though he said it. The president didn't mean that. Then what do we get? The president says he may be having second thoughts about the trade war. And then the advisor said, that's not true, even though the president said it. And then the president came out and said, not only did I not mean that, but I want to put higher tariffs on China. And that's what caused the issues in the futures over the weekend. And then somebody got to the president. And all of a sudden, we started getting backtracks and more backtracks. And then, get this, and I'm not making this up. I wish I was. The president lied to the American public very early this morning while he was in France. He said that high-level people from China called us and they want to make a deal because they know they are suffering. Didn't happen. He lied. Gary, wait a minute. How do you know he lied? Because China said so? No, because we know so. Because when he asked specifics who was spoken to, didn't know. Mnuchin didn't know. Kudlow didn't know. So that is what, that's what we're up against. But nevertheless, futures, which were down 300 turn to up 300 based on well it looks like Trump knows he needs a deal and that's what happened this weekend but I'm not done because today early this morning in America a little later in the afternoon in France was a press conference with Macron and President Trump President Trump was asked specifically why do you keep changing your stance just about almost every day and I'm thinking to myself the president's going to say something like, oh, wait a minute. No, we're not. You guys are misinterpreting. You know what he says, president? That's who I am. The 
president of the United States tells the world that's who he is. That's who I am. Changing his stance every other day. On the world economy, what we do affects the world. What we do with China affects the world. And you wonder why I question him? You wonder why? When he gives $28 billion of our tax dollars to farmers because of the tariffs he put on, which is socialism, you wonder why? This all worries the hell out of me. So the market now dropped 2,000 points, all these others, but now little change of stance today because uh, I, th- I think the market believes he's caving, that he knows he has to do something. But wait a minute, Gary, doesn't China have to do something? Yeah, they do too. But there's a difference, a huge difference. Number one, there's no elections in China. The dude is there for life. Number two, they are communists. They will insulate themselves. As, and they don't, number three, they don't care. They really do not care. For 15 months, their economy has been heading south. They have a lot of debt, but they also know President Trump has an election. Do you realize we've been hearing for 15 months that it is China who is weaker than us? That it's China that has to come to the table? That it's China that wants a deal? For 15 months. And we are back to basically the drawing board. And now that we've heard from the president of the United States that it's just who he is and been changing his stance every other day, holy heck. So anyway, markets gapped up today. And we're going to do like the kind of shorter, uh, sort of miniature version of the market wrap. We're not going to go through a time name, give you an idea of what's going on. We're going to give you an idea exactly where markets are at. But to put it best, we're kind of sort of this 800-point Dow trading range the last three weeks on all this noise. Gapping up, gapping down. What's next beats the hell out of me? I wish I knew. Now listen, if you're the long-term person, this is a fly on an elephant's rear end. Until it gets real bad. Anyway. I'm out of breath. It's the best way I can put it. So up next, we'll do some markets and much more. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor Day. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Kaltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Thanks for being with us today. Again, we are in uh, across the pond on a ship doing the show. We are pre-taping it. It's uh, 1.12 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. That was up 250 Opened up 300. It was 330. Went down as low as, I think, 180. And we're just hanging around the 250 level. After being down 600 and change, I believe, on Friday, we are in the middle of what I would call one, two, three weeks of nonsense. Uh, Here's the good news. We're holding the 200-day moving average. That's the good news. Now, it's not good news. You want to be above the 50-day, and you want to be in an uptrend. But the good news is the Dow, which is the weakest of, is holding the 200-day moving average. The NASDAQ and the NASDAQ 100 and the S&P, are a percent above the 200-day. Now, of course, 
the Russell, weak as all hell. Back at June lows. The uh, transports, uh, weak as hell. Uh, back at June lows. The mid-caps, by the way, we're dealing with a lot of stocks by, by saying this all this. Uh, back at June lows, not as bad as the small caps. And just a ton of areas. Uh, just, And you know when we scan, we scan 1,500 to 2,000 stocks? I'm about at 35% of what we would call in gear. 65% ain't in gear. That's not good news. On top of that, financials, especially the regionals, below everything. 200 day. Very weak as all heck. The big financials, you know the big names, uh, dead. Not as bad as the regionals, but I will tell you the XLF is below the 200-day moving average. I can tell you that uh, JP Morgan is below the 200-day moving average. That's just bad news. Need the financials. Uh, the socks, uh, better than most, hanging in there, but trading all over the map. All over the map. So just quite a tough environment. At this second, if things change, we'll let you know. But I'm kind of sort of doubtful. I think it's going to remain probably very much on the rough side. And what we tell you to just to do is just take your time. Uh, there's still some leadership. Two strongest names in the market that don't give you a chance. Shopify, SHOP, and Roku, ROKU. But after that, there's fewer and fewer names. Fewer and fewer sectors. In gear. More and more stocks. More and more sectors have broken short-term support, intermediate-term support, and a bunch of stuff longer-term. So we would tell you, take your time. No rush. We'll let you know if things change. So the question is, what if we cut a deal with China? A couple of things. I wouldn't overrate it. I think we rally up. But I think overall, we're in this wide swinging range. As I have told you, many of the major indices are where they were 12 to 18 to 30 months where they were. Seriously, it's been that kind of tough. The regional banks are back where they were when President got elected. After that initial move up, the regional banks are where they were. Interest rates continue to plunge. Which leads me into the next question you may ask. Do I think we're going into recession? If I only watch the bond market, I'd say heck yes. In fact, I would guarantee it. And I'm not even talking inverted yield curves, which is one thing. But you got to ask yourself the question about why all these yields negative. Why is our 10-year at 1.5? These are good questions to ask. But here's my other part of the coin. The stock market's not saying recession. We're down, what, 6 7% off the highs? And yes, I know, small caps, mid caps, transports, they're in the teens. There's a bunch of things in the teens, if not more. We get that. But I must tell you, I don't think I've ever seen a recession where the market doesn't go into a bear first. Telegraphing it. But Gary, could this just mean that with all the easy money coming, that's what's preventing it? Could be. I'm open to that. And it's a good question. My guess is we're not contracting here. Will we? Always a possibility. What about the rest of the globe? Well, we're not immune. 
we're definitely not immune. And I keep hearing, and it's just so nauseating, that look how bad China's doing, ain't that great? No, that sucks. That's terrible. We don't want that. If the number two economy goes into the heck basket, we're going to follow. Germany's contracting, the engine of Europe. So here's how we know, we'll know, if real economic trouble. If the four major indices break the support of the last three weeks. That's how we'll know. Because if that happens, we're going to head back to the, towards the December lows. And that's going to be indicative. Now, I'm 100% sure the Fed is lowering rates at the next meeting. And I'm still in the camp that if we break the lows, there is a damn good chance that the Fed does a cut in between. So those are some of the uh, answers to what I think would be your questions. The Mets lost three to Atlanta this weekend. I am very unhappy because that really hurts their playoff chances. Andrew Luck retired, and people are pissed at him. Amazing. The Indianapolis fans were booing him. This man has had every type of surgery in every part of his body. He's been a warrior, and he doesn't want to live a horrible life. So he's retiring and giving up what? $70 million, and he gets booed? There's something wrong with people. I don't know if you know this. Do you know what type of life a lot of these football players have after football? Because of their injuries? I know a bunch of them. Dudes, a bunch of them can't even walk. You should see the scars on their knees. 12 inches long. Neck surgeries, back surgeries. Every type of surgery. And have you ever been up close at a football game? And how You really can't tell on TV how hard they get hit on every play. And then, of course, there's the CTE. Where football put their head in the sand for so long. Right up next on the edge. More on this, that, and the other thing. I'm Gary. This is the one that only does the You're listening to... Well, what are you ready for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge. With Gary Coltbaugh. And welcome again to Investors Edge. The, uh... Dow's up about 2.35, and by the way, it's only 1.25 p.m. Eastern Time with pre-taping the show. Uh, the NASDAQ today is up uh, about uh, is up about uh, 82, uh, but the NASDAQ was down, am I right in saying, let, let me make sure I got this right about Friday on the NASDAQ. Friday, uh, 79.91 to 77.50, the NASDAQ was down 2.40 on Friday. Whoa, that was a good one. 240, amazing. Anyway, other goings-ons, because I'm into goings-ons. Joe Walsh of the Eagles is running for president against Donald Trump. No, not that Joe Walsh. That Joe Walsh goes to parties sometimes until 4, and it's very hard to leave when he can't find the door. But another Joe Walsh 
And uh, I respect anybody who does that. I want to do it, but I can't. I would love to do it. But I have a life. Uh, but this guy, Joe Walsh, I think he lost his last election. Uh, he called Obama Muslim. He was one of those guys. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, he's a psychopath. Trump's a psychopath and all that. Notice, we, we, we just, we don't need to go into the gutter. We just tell you the truth. That's all. We just tell you the truth. And we don't see Republican or Democrat anymore. Uh, we see policy. We couldn't care less. We think each party has let us all down. We think they're a joke. We think every, just about everybody uh, in Washington, as soon as they're elected, the first thing they do is concentrate on getting reelected. And it's getting tiresome. So Joe Walsh is going, probably going to go nowhere. Uh, and I still, I do believe Trump is still polling in the 80s or 90s. By the way, if Trump was polling with the Republicans in the 60s, I'd consider it. I got news for you. He couldn't roll me over in a debate. And I would hit him on all the things I talked to you about here. You don't think I could have lowered taxes? You don't think I can do a better job uh, with foreign policy? Really? Does he even have a foreign policy? Anyway, other things, um, Elizabeth Warren. Just so you know, she's moving up in the polls, and she's getting people. This, I think she had 15,000 people in Seattle over the weekend. That, that's pretty damn good. As much as I can't stand her, she's a Marxist socialist who committed fraud in order to gain uh, favor. Uh, can't stand her. Claimed she was an uh, American Indian or Native American. I don't know what PC uh, to, to use these days. In order to make big bucks. But she, I'm just letting you know, Bernie Sanders... Heading south quicker than the New York Knicks season this coming season. Good. Can't stand the guy. No, one of the most nauseating human beings on earth. Con artist. Extraordinaire. Uh, Joe Biden. I got to tell you, you know, I am not into this whole gaff thing. But man, oh man. And I hate when people start saying he's got Alzheimer's and dementia. I, I just hate that talk. But man, oh man, he... He's in uh, New Hampshire and says he's in Vermont. He's got to fix that stuff up. But Biden, I continue to believe, will win the Democratic side. And as much as President Trump thinks so, he's not going to be a pushover. And I promise you, if the economy and the markets head into the tank, it'll be President Biden. If the economy stays sound, it doesn't even have to be strong as all heck, and the market stays up within 10% of the highs, I think it's going to be tough to beat him. Even with his, what I call, lack of presidentialness. Which man, oh man, he's got to work on. He doesn't care what I think. So that's the uh, goings on in, uh, you know, uh, you know. And just remember our motto. We can't stand any of them. $22 trillion of debt gives us that right. $3 billion added to our debt today and growing every day gives us the right. $1.5 billion of our tax dollars today going towards interest and growing every day gives us the right. The horrible handling of the Iraq war Gives us that right. Obama's eight years of regulations just thumping us in the head gives us that right. President Trump raising federal spend. Oh, Obama's nine trillion of debt gives us the right. Bush's five trillion of debt gives us the right. And Trump's one trillion a year of debt gives us the right. Every year, one trillion of deficit under Trump. It's a wonder markets even move up. But do you know what that is? Our other motto. We've never been more excited and more confident and more optimistic than you. The problem is 
We've never been more pessimistic in them. Hopefully we find a hero in Washington. We haven't found one yet. At least I haven't. All right, it's one thirty Eastern Time. We, we bid adieu. Mark it up 227. Have no clue how it finishes. Don't know what Trump does tonight. We will be back tomorrow from across the pond. Have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. Night, night, all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.